0: Welcome to the Diverse Minds Podcast, where we give you the tips, tools and techniques you need to be a mentally healthy and inclusive leader. Each week, you'll hear about a variety of topics linked to mental health, well-being and diversity that will enhance both your professional practice and personal well-being. Welcome to the 44th episode of the Diverse Minds Podcast. And on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about our working-at-home life balance and looking after our well-being during this time of uncertainty. Needless to say, it's been a challenging time, and I think one of the key things is that there's been little to no adjustment period. One day we were in a physical workspace, or most of us were, and overnight the next day around 80% of us were told to work at home, or we were not working in safe environments with the equipment and things that we needed. Schools were closed, meaning those that were parents had to start homeschooling, And everything might not have been in place as you would have wished it to. And those with elder dependents weren't able to see their loved ones or had to suddenly work out quite complex and stressful caring arrangements. And we also now have very little delineation between our living space, our actual physical space, and our workspace. And this impacts on where we draw the line and create that work life balance. So, what exactly is a work life balance, and how does it influence being mentally healthy and looking after ourselves? Well, work-life balance can be defined as the balance that a working individual needs between time allocated for work and other aspects of their life, which include personal interests, family, social or leisure activities. And of course, this definition has come under strain in the last 10 weeks. But one of the key things is I don't think that there is a one size fits all model for how things should be. Everyone will vary. For some people, it's a case of work being vital to their well-being, which could result in a 70% work, 30% personal split. And for others, it's spending less time in an office, (laughs) well, we're all doing that now, or what I should say is an office environment, and doing hobbies or using their time in a better way. It might be akin to a 15% work to 85% personal life split, if that's possible. And I don't think a 50-50 split is necessarily what everyone should be aiming for. It will depend on your current life stage and thus the split will shift as time moves on. So you might have been caring for someone your whole life and maybe there's no more caring required or things have moved on so that split's going to shift. Clearly when you're younger and you're a child and you're not in a job you're going to spend a lot more time playing and enjoying yourself or hopefully you, you can do that. So think about where you are now in terms of your work and your personal life. How has it changed over the last 10 weeks and are you happy with the way it is? And where would you like that split to be as we transition or go back to something that potentially feels a bit more like normal or what we're used to? I would say in the personal sphere, it's also about being mindful of our own well-being and seeking support as and when you need to. Having the headspace and emotional capacity for friends and family, especially those video calls and other kinds of socialising through ring fencing of time and spending time how you want to without feeling guilty and building your resilience for tougher times. And if you'd like to know more about resilience, do check out podcast 39, which is all about resilience, particularly over this COVID pandemic, what it is and how we can learn from it. And I've seen people really grappling with this issue more than ever at the moment, the work-life balance issue and trying to be a mentally healthy professional. People are naturally concerned about dependence and want the best for them. Maybe you've been short on time for a long period of time and this has exacerbated it because I know some people who have been busier than ever and are absolutely up to their eyeballs, especially with members of staff being furloughed. You're aware of your mental health and well-being, but your usual coping strategies aren't necessarily working. You value your time with your friends, but you're not able to see them. And perhaps you've got burnout from constant video calls and phone calls. You absolutely want to care and help others, but that's become more difficult during this period. And sometimes we just all feel on a limb and isolated due to the pressures we have, and we feel that we have to suck it up. At the start of lockdown in the UK and social isolation, I spoke to a number of people. And there were common themes with their stories, things that I've just highlighted but also that their usual coping strategies that they'd employed and worked well for them weren't working anymore. They were all carers, they all had younger dependents. One was a single mum, one is a mother with a very busy husband who's a key worker, and another one whose partner had their own business and couldn't really stop working. They found themselves thrust into homeschooling and felt very panicked that they weren't doing their very best. They're also incredibly highly educated and their workplaces were putting extreme pressure on them to keep completing work. And they're concerned about their career and want the best for their own careers having worked so hard and reached a high standard. And I'm pleased to say with a 30-minute free phone call we were able to talk about options and things that they could do to alleviate a lot of the pressures that they were under. But I'm also really excited to announce my new online course. I've been working on it as my lockdown project. And it's called The Mentally Healthy Professional. And it's a four-week online course that you can work through in your own time. And it includes weekly coaching calls and support. And if you're unsure whether it's for you, then please do book a free 30-minute call with me to find out more. And keep listening because I'm going to give you more details at the end of the show. So if working at home life balance has been a real challenge for you, and as I've mentioned, the things that have affected my Other clients are also affecting you, there are things that you can do. These are simple things and you can take action right now. So one of the first things is how you manage your tasks. What is draining your energy and your time? And are there tasks that you really resent doing that add to your mental load? And what, if anything, can you delegate in the home and or your workspace? Especially now, it may not be possible, and I do appreciate this, but it could be worth writing down the tasks that really irk you and drain your energy. And think about uh, is there anything up for negotiation and change? Are there any apps or things that could help you to make your life easier? And it might not be possible, but it is worth thinking about. The second thing is around saying no or setting boundaries in effect. Saying no or being assertive can be a real barrier to stop things piling up on your desk. When you're assertive, you express your needs, opinions, feelings and ideas and take responsibility for them. This is underpinned by a belief in yourself that you have control over things. Indeed, that you're in charge of your outward behaviour and dissecting your emotions, that you're essentially capable of achieving, adapting and being flexible. And when we are assertive, we also know that others have the same rights and responsibilities. Assertive behaviour is about your needs and views. And expressing those needs, whilst also recognising that everyone else will have their needs, views, ideas and feelings too. I always say assertiveness is like a muscle. You have to use it, train it and strengthen it. And depending on our cultural background and the way in which we've been socialised, some of us will find assertiveness much easier than others. And being assertive doesn't always mean you'll get what you want, unfortunately. However, what it does mean is that you respect yourself and the other person or people and sets the standards for boundaries. And assertiveness is also around your body language, good eye contact, even tone, and non-judgmental language to communicate how you feel in a positive way. And I personally think it's much easier to be assertive in a workplace than a family zone, but everyone is different. So are there things that are draining that you can't say no to in your workplace or in the family space? And what might it be easier to say no to or to set boundaries to? And if you find it difficult to say no, one technique that I've been taught that I have found very useful is to say not yet. So if someone asks you for something, you can say, I have this project on at the moment, not yet. Or if it's a younger dependent or some something else is you can say not yet. We can talk about it next week. And then the third thing is how do you spend time recovering? After a long stressful week, and if you experience a video called burnout like I do, how do you unwind? I find it really useful to think about our energy levels, recovery and resilience. And if you want to know more about this, I suggest you have a look at my blog, Personal Resilience Training, where I go in depth into the mood map, which is trademarked by the Wellbeing Project, who have developed RAW, the Wellbeing and Resilience at Work tool, which I'm accredited to deliver. But when we see symptoms in ourselves of mental unrest, as I like to call it, or signs where we feel low, agitated and angry, and we spend time in those zones for too long, we don't feel great. And what we need to do is to tap into our resilience, is to think about those activities and things that recharge us, that make us feel calm again, that help us to be productive. So what types of activities irritate you, make you angry, put you in a bad mood or, if, or take, feel, make you feel exhausted and lethargic? And what are the activities that recharge you and how could you do them? And are you making time for that recovery? And then the fourth thing is about maintaining momentum. And I do realise that it's not a case that you snap your fingers and everything changes quickly. You can't suddenly be assertive. You can't suddenly overnight make time for your favourite things. It might not be possible to do them right now. And you can't necessarily transfer activities or delegate them or tasks that you don't enjoy doing. But one of the things is knowing when to realise that you're taking on too much prior to things reaching a crisis point. That's a great starting point. In addition, you don't have to make changes quickly or make yourself even longer to-do lists that add to your workload and stress, but rather it's about identifying where you want to start and addressing elements step by step. And that's exactly what happens on the Mentally Healthy Professional Online course. And I always say you are the CEO of your own life, but make sure you have the right people on the board of you to support you through what you need to do. And we may think that there isn't anything we can do as life is meant to be busy, hectic, stressful and never ending. But I do think that there are small steps you can take in order to start to shift habits and give yourself more time and energy. And I just wanted to share a few testimonials from people that have taken the course. And Alice says this course makes you feel empowered. The course was a great discovery that you're not alone. It's been a game changer for personal growth and development it made me face difficult issues i've avoided because i didn't know what to do i've implemented the things that i learned on this course and they've helped me in my career a year on and amy someone else who took this course and she identified something that she coined self assertiveness which is how do you how are you assertive with yourself to sit up and make those changes And Amy said it was great to have reassurance having done the course. The course is a valuable tool to assess your own needs and work towards building a balance that reflects your own needs and well-being. Layla's support and guidance was understanding and constructive, and I would recommend the environment that creates a safe space for personal growth. And finally, Malice-Reese loved the fact that the course was flexible and she said, I found this course really useful and I would really encourage people to go for it. For a start, you're actually forced to think about whether the work-life balance that you have works for you or not. And that in itself is really useful. The best thing about the course was its flexibility and the fact that one is able to use the tools to adapt to their own circumstances. So for example, I found the simple strategies for prioritizing prioritizing tasks really useful. Small changes made a big difference to my own work-life balance. Some of the resources of this course I will be saving for later to dip in and out of when required. And that's absolutely what you can do. If you decide to step forward and go with the course, then you'll have access to things for a year. And I'd really love to help you on your journey to becoming a mentally healthy professional that you are absolutely capable of. And you can access the course straight away for £57, and that's £57, and you can download the worksheets and all the tools, you can work through it at your own pace, and there are also coaching calls that you can be part of if you choose to every week, and I would recommend it so that you get the support you need. And the link's in the show notes, but you can find the course at diverseminds.thinkific.com forward slash courses, and it's called The Mentally Healthy Professional. And I really hope that you'll come on board. But if you're unsure, don't forget, you can absolutely book a free 30-minute call with me to find out more through my Calendly at calendly.com forward slash Leila, L-E-Y-L-A-O. So as I said, there are four things that we need to think about in the first instance with our work-life balance. Managing tasks, setting boundaries, recovering our time and maintaining momentum. And this is absolutely covered in the course. You're going to learn about how to evaluate where you are now with your work-life balance, learn techniques to increase your energy, discover easy-to-use time hacks, and how to say no assertively and to set your boundaries. In module one, we talk about the current picture and prioritization, where you are now, where you want to be, and I introduce you to a tool called the teacup energy drainers. Module two is all about productivity, resilience and recovery and there's some really great tools I share with you to help you do that. Module three is all about assertiveness and setting boundaries and there's some audio lessons and tips for you to how to do that and module four is all about putting it together and I leave you with a work-life balance checklist that you can take forward. You can also preview the course on the link That's diverseminds.thinkific.com forward slash courses. So, if you're unsure and you want to have a little look at the course, you can also read those testimonials and find out more about me, then please feel free to do so. I sincerely hope that you will be part of the journey and work towards being a mentally healthy professional. I'm really excited about helping you and know that you can make those changes that you want to. Now, While we're in a difficult situation but also going forward and we don't know what the future holds so the only thing we can do and that we have control of is our own personal development and how we can support ourselves don't forget to join me next week where i'll be talking to louise goworth about visibility for underrepresented groups so i'll see you in the next episode thanks for listening to the diverse minds podcast don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you access your podcasts from. You can also connect with me on Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. Tune in to next week's episode of the podcast where I'll bring you more insights on mental health and inclusion. Bye for now.